Hey, Larry, trick or treat. Hi, George, trick or treat. No, you need to pick one. Oh. Do you want a trick or do you want a treat? Well, I want a treat. Why would I want a trick? Mm, well, okay, I've got a good treat for you today. We're talking about Resident Evil again, your favorite. You're not going to ask if I played anything? Yeah, okay, did you play anything? Yes, I played The Outer Worlds. Oh, how is it? It's good. You ever play Fallout New Vegas? No, I mean, I've watched people play Fallout New Vegas a lot, but I've never actually sat down and played it myself. Okay, I thought you had. Well, it's that. No. It's that, uh, but uh, with the serial numbers filed off. <laughs> Which, you know, it's the same people, so whatever, they can do it. Uh, yeah. Also, it's no. not like Bethesda's making good ones anyway, so... No, you know, absolutely. they put out Fallout 3, which was not good, uh, and then New Vegas, very good, and then Fallout 4, not good. So, here we got the boys at Obsidian back at it, and they made a good one. Uh, my familiarity with Fallout New Vegas is similar to uh, my familiarity with Oblivion. Uh, in college, I had a 360 and a roommate with a copy of Oblivion who did not have a 360. I don't know how the fuck that worked out, uh, but he basically just bogarted my 360 and played Oblivion all the time. Uh, so I got really sick of that game pretty fast. And Oblivion's then, uh, good. First roommates, I had basically played Fallout New Vegas all the damn time. So anytime I went out in the living room, I just got a face full of New Vegas. Okay. Similarly... Well... Uh, you should play overexposure it. and uh, I don't want to though <laughs> like I actually just kind of don't like those types of RPGs in the first place uh, mm. I don't know what it is specifically about them but they always fall really flat to me uh, the only one I ever finished was Fallout 4 uh, which is a what terrible video game yeah, yeah. why did you finish that I don't know. I, I think I just didn't want to let the game win at that point. I didn't I want Todd Howard to win and, and have I a victory over maybe me. maybe one hour. Uh, maybe two, actually. That was, like, at most two. And I was like, nope, just cutting my losses, not going to play any more of this. Yeah. Well, I also, it might have helped that I very quickly, like, also probably about an hour or two in, just turned on the cheat console. Uh, so I would just jump in the air and then completely clear the other side of the map. Yeah. You can do that so like, like that anything, was... though. Sure. Like, I know that that's the thing that you can do in pretty much all those games. But uh, that is part of what kind of kept it going for me, is just really kind of fucking around with all the cheats. I mean, if you really uh, Skyrim want to try... is, like, the only one of those that I really tried to, like, get deep into and do as much as I could, and I fell off of that game. Yeah, I, I didn't finish Skyrim either. Like, that was probably the moment where I realized I don't want to play a Bethesda game ever again. Which, again, shame on me, because then I got Fallout 4 anyway, but just reinforce that. The robot can say your name. Yeah. You put your name in and the robot says it. Yeah. It's like the one cool thing that fucking video game did is the robot says your name. It has the settlement building thing that only a total maniac would ever do for any length of time. 
but they but they like force you to like early on in the game to teach it to you and that is just an interminable nightmare yes hey in the outer worlds get this if there's a table and it has some items on it and you pick up one item the rest of them stay in place they don't all float up a couple of inches they don't just suddenly burst off of the table and fly around the room well no not that either do you just randomly fall through the floor in Outer Worlds? Uh, I haven't yet. Hmm. No guarantees, though. Maybe the, maybe the team behind the Fallout games actually learned something. Well, this isn't the team behind the Fallout games, though. That's what I'm saying. Oh, I thought you said it was people who made New Vegas. Yes, New Vegas, but not Fallout 3 and 4. Oh, I was... Okay. I did not know that those were actually different teams. <laughs> Yes, Obsidian is not Bethesda. You think I give a fuck about any of these games? You should. <laughs> you think because... I'm paying attention to their development at all? No. You should because Obsidian is really good. Oh, the the only Fallout games that I think like actually really interest me are like the old old ones, the top yeah. down. Hey, you know what? Yeah. People that hmm. made the old ones are the people that made New Vegas and the Outer Worlds. <gasps> Oh, maybe I should play Outer Worlds. So. <laughs> maybe you I'm think I paid any attention to the development of these games? Turns out you oh. should have, I guess. Uh, you know what video games I did pay attention to the Resident development Evil. of? R- Resident Evil. Yeah, that's a good thing to devote like a lot of your mental capacity for, I guess, because I'm still doing it. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, a bit of a trick and a treat. I have a guy in my party who is a battle priest. Yeah. He he's a vicar, and uh, he likes to bludgeon people with clubs. And also, he's a hacker. Hmm. Does he ride around on a skateboard when he's doing his hacks? Mm, no, I don't think he a phone freaker skateboards. No, not a phone freaker. Uh, then I don't care. He Does he go to like an arcade and he plays some really weird like VR game, but he doesn't actually have like a VR helmet on, and he plays it against like Angelina Jolie? No, and nobody uses he has Cookie the, Monster. What virus. dream about Angelina Jolie also is a thing that happened in that movie. Yeah, no, Pendulette is also not there, or Fisher Stevens. God, Hackers is such a good movie. <laughs> It's alright. Okay, Resident Evil. Yeah, can I start the episode now? I can do it? I can start it? We can talk about Resident Evil? Well, excuse me for spending six whole (laughs) minutes on this. Uh, So, a trick and a treat, Larry Davis. What? On this this week's episode of American Retro Pie, uh, the treat is that we get to talk about more Resident Evil. The trick is that I said that we were done talking about Resident Evil last week, and then it turns out that I counted the weeks out wrong, and that Spooktober is not actually over yet. No reason to mention this. Oh, you cut it out of the episode. I don't know. At the end of the episode, I said Spooktober was over. Oh. That is why I'm bringing this up. No, I didn't it's weird cut it out. We're then doing another episode. I forgot okay. that well, you said that. Okay, yeah. I remembered. Remember everything about Spooktober. My my mind is like a like a like a steel box that you would 
put things in for safekeeping. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you maybe put some items in that box, and then they show up in another box somewhere else, just like in Resident Evil. What? Uh, that yeah, doesn't make any sense. It's magic. Maybe, maybe those items are actually persistent between the different characters, even though though that like actually makes even less sense than magic item boxes. Mm. Yeah, we're talking about Resident Evil Code Veronica today. Uh, C- Code Veronica X specifically, which is the uh, re-release enhanced edition that came out on PlayStation 2 and the Nintendo GameCube. I played the GameCube. Uh, but not just that, I kind of wanted to have maybe a broader discussion with you about kind of where Resident Evil has gone. Because this is sort of the last of the kind of traditional survival horror uh, fixed perspective Resident Evil. It's good you said that because I don't remember anything about Code Veronica. Uh, so Code Veronica, well, like I said, it, it very much plays like a Resident Evil 2 or Resident Evil 3. Uh, although this one, because they were able to, the original version being on the Dreamcast and then, of course, X being on PlayStation 2, said that they were able to actually make a move over to fully like 3d environments instead of everything being pre-rendered uh and it also allowed them to put a lot more enemies on the screen at once so similar to three uh this game has more of a focus on combat over one or two i mean the combat's uh, so good i can't yeah, blame them. right what if what if they also like did a battle mode that after you beat the game, you then could like play through areas with even more zombies and a bunch of weapons, and also play that in first person for some Ooh. reason. Yeah, <laughs> except it still played like fucking Resident Evil combat, which is <laughs> shitty by design. Great. Yeah, <laughs> doesn't that sound fun? What if you could yeah. play as Steve Burnside in it, everyone's favorite <gasps> Resident Evil character? Of me some Burnside. That he was the host yeah. of Blues Clues, right? Yeah, yeah. No, he did that after you know the the whole Rockford incident. He yeah mm. retiring comfortably. Um, yeah. So this game, uh, it, it continues. So actually, I messed up last week. Supposedly, I'm actually not quite sure about whether or not I made an error on this or not. But I had mentioned that uh, Code Veronica is ostensibly Resident Evil Three. Uh, that that was the goal. And then that the side project they were working on, Nemesis, ended up becoming Resident Evil 3 because they wanted it all on the uh, PlayStation. Watched a really long YouTube video by, um, oh, I can't remember her name. It was Susie or something like that. It's this, it's this lady who does a ton of, of videos on Resident Evil games. She's into them more than I am. Uh, who says that that's actually uh, incorrect, that this game was never meant to be Resident Evil 3. Uh, these okay. are both side projects. Great. Well, <laughs> I'm going somewhere <laughs> with this. It's that this is the one that actually fucking continues the story, though, which is what's weird to me. Okay. That they would then have that be in a side project, because this picks up, like, right after Resident Evil 2. I guess so, but also, none of it matters. Well, I'm sure you can say that about all of Resident Evil if you really wanted to. <laughs> true but does wesker show up in this yes oh okay yeah the 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 story of this game is that claire is still looking for chris she's infiltrated an umbrella facility she gets captured and taken to rockford island 
which is where a weirdo named Alfred uh, is doing experiments with the uh, T-virus, uh, a variant of it called the T-Veronica virus. And Wesker, now working for a totally different organization, is also on the island, and he's trying to capture a sample of it. Ah, uh, that's uh, so, Wesker. That's Wesker. That's uh, his old so Wesker business. Oh, yeah. He's, you know, he, he'll be around for, like, a couple more games after this. Yeah, and Wes, then never Wesker again. around. Because uh, they had to get rid of the best character in Resident Evil. Uh, but Wesker's attack, uh, it lays waste to the island, and then, of course, zombies break out. Now you, you're trying to get off the island uh, with your, your friend, Steve, who is just the fucking worst. Uh, I don't know yeah. if you remember Steve's voice acting, but it is like... It is someone like trying to mockingly do a teenager's voice for the entire duration of the game. I remember him just being like a worse version of the guy from Resident Evil Zero. No, this Billy's cool. A, Billy I was said always. A <laughs> I said a worse <laughs> version. Like, Sure, I guess, yeah, like this guy that kind of shows up for one game and is sort of like a love interest and then fucks off forever. Yep. Yeah, okay. I can see that. Uh, the difference is that Billy actually, like, survives. Uh, Steve gets dead. Aw, uh, R.I.P. Steve. God, Steve is the worst. Because he's also just, like, hitting on Claire the entire time in, like, a really creepy, awkward way. Like, there's a there's a part where they're both passed out like on this plane that gets like diverted to Antarctica or something like that. And Steve wakes up first and tries to kiss Claire while she's asleep. And you don't do that, Steve. Uh, That's yeah. bad, Steve. Mm, I take back my RIP. Yeah. Rest in peace, Steve. Um, which, which is funny too, because like everything that Steve does with Claire is so fucking creepy and awkward and off-putting. And then by the end of the game, they imply that she actually reciprocates his feelings. Jesus what? Christ, Claire. <laughs> Leon's right there. Leon's a good guy with a career and everything. What are you doing? I think this is more on Capcom. Yeah, sure. Um... I did want to look up uh, Steve's uh, voice actor, though, because I was kind of curious if this guy went on and did other stuff, because he is absolutely goddamn awful. Uh, Turns out it was Yuri Lowenthal. <laughs> yeah, the great Yuri Lowenthal. Mm -hmm. uh, look, uh, method actor. Uh, he has only been in, like, four other things, apparently. Right. Uh, he, he played uh, a role in Saint Seiya. Uh, he was in Power Stone, who mm -hmm. he is just listed in Power Stone as voice, so I don't know who the <laughs> fuck he plays. Okay. Uh, he was in Knights of the Zodiac, uh, reprising his character from the first Saint Seiya, and sure. finally he was in Air Master, uh, and his last acting credit was Air Master, which was from 2003. So he did not do much. No. Before or after. Uh, his name is Bill Houston. Just, just so I can give like appropriate credit since I brought him up. Well, um, thanks, Bill. It wasn't your fault the character sucks so much. <laughs> like, sure, like the writing is also bad, but Bill was not doing that writing any favors. I don't know. I can't vouch for it. I do not remember the great Bill Houston's contributions. Uh, but I'm going to be diplomatic. Also, just, 
and I'll say... Send you some cl- and also, what? I'll send you some clips. No, I don't want to hear it. I want it to remain pure. You I want to have to be by Code Veronica like you are. <laughs> I played that on, I think it was PS2 version, and I don't want to remember any of it. Well... Steve, uh, like I said, very whiny teenager type. Uh, Originally, apparently they modeled him uh, to look too much like Leonardo DiCaprio, uh, and they had to change that in Code Veronica. Uh, Like Titanic-era DiCaprio, to kind of give you an idea of what he looks like. Yeah, it would have been at the time. But I, I, I wasn't done there looking up stuff about Steve. I needed to know more. I had to understand what the fuck was with Steve, why they put Steve in the game. Uh, and I found this from the Trans9 wiki uh, that I'm just going to read word for word here because it's great. Contrary to popular belief, Steve does not listen to emo music because he <laughs> died in 1998 before it even existed. He actually prefers old bands like the Doobie Brothers and Jethro Tull, though he admittedly does like Linkin Park. What? I don't remember any of this confirmed in the game. He he appears in like a few other ones. I don't know if maybe there's like data files or something that say this. Also, I don't know what the Trans9 wiki is. Like I googled Steve Burnside and that was one of the first few results. I checked their main page and it says the Transmigration 9 is a sci-fi adventure dark humor pan fandom LJ role-playing yeah, game. Okay. I don't know what the fuck that means. Yeah, it, it's uh, I was about to ask, is this a fanon wiki? And yes, that's what it is. Okay, because I looked up information about him on the like Resident Evil fan wiki, and they had less information about Steve Burnside than the Trans9 wiki does, which is interesting to yeah, me. Fan and wikis are super annoying because they will show up in searches when you're looking for actual information. Like, I would think, like, okay, there must be a... Jojo stand called Roxy Music by this point, right? And so I would Google oh, Jojo sure. Roxy Music stand and I would find it, but it would be for like some weirdos fan fiction. So oh. yeah. I see I was gonna say Roxy Music might have been like one of the novels. You'd think. Yeah. But uh no. That was a part of like a little side thing. That's weird, actually, that he did not use Roxy Music. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Uh, so a bit about the, the development of the game uh, after Resident Evil 2 uh, Capcom had multiple projects in development for various consoles uh, there was the game that became Resident Evil 3 Nemesis uh, there was Resident Evil Gun Survivor, uh, Resident Evil <sighs> Zero which at that point in time was a Nintendo 64 game uh, that then shifted development over the GameCube uh the game that would become Devil May Cry was one of these titles as well. Mm-hmm. Well known that that started out as Resident Evil. Um, although, I, do you are like you familiar with what the original pitch to Devil May Cry was? It was supposed to be Leon, right? No, it was like it was you played as like somebody trying to solve their own death or something like that. Oh no, I, think I thought it was, was like supposed Tony. to be like Leon going to a castle, like that. No, also, so kind there... of became the other. Resident yeah. Evil Four thing with the so they, they're a bit yeah they're they're a bit connected in in that DMC did like that development did start with the setting being the Spencer ca- uh, Castle 
and that for a while Spencer was supposed to play a role in the game, uh, but it kept pushing away and away from kind of what you would expect from Resident Evil until it eventually became its own. But it retained that setting. Um, but no, I think you played as somebody named Tony who had like supernatural powers and they were like hyper intelligent and everything. And it was kind of like a detective mystery of trying to solve. I think it was he was trying to solve like his own death or something like that. Hey, it's me, Tony. I'm here to solve yeah. my own moita. Oh, I got dead. Who done it? <laughs> oh man, I got shot. Can't believe it. I bet those rap fucks are somewhere in this castle. <laughs> I got to analyze all these clues and whatnot. I gotta get to the bottom of this one. Anyway, <laughs> Devil May Cry is pretty good. One, yeah, not it so is. Much. It's a, I think one still has charm. Sure. I think it's like it's still worth playing. Uh, maybe not to finish it. It's also not a long game. No. I had fun with. it. I like Devil May Cry. The first one. Yeah. Two, on the other hand, don't play that. No, two's very bad. Three, great. Four, yeah, three great. Is... Five, excellent. Well, Probably the well, best. Half of four is great. And then maybe you could just watch the cutscenes for the other half. Uh, yeah. I like playing as Dante. But yes, they also should have actually made new levels. Yeah, definitely. Um, they, sh they should have finished the fucking video game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, there, there was also a Resident Evil 2 port that was headed towards the Saturn, uh, but Mikami realized that like they'd have to make a lot of compromises for a Saturn port, so they murdered that uh, pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, in, in the fallout of, of not doing the Saturn port, a Sega employee approached Mikami and was like, hey, it would still be awesome if you would do a Resident Evil game for a Sega console, and that is how they got the ball rolling for Code Veronica. Uh, so it was always intended to come out uh, for the Dreamcast. That, that, that was there from the start, which is also part of why they wanted to make it kind of like a side story and not an actual Resident Evil. Um, but yeah, this is like the the last of that original style, it, it feels very much like the rest of them without necessarily introducing a lot that is uh, new. There's some points where, like, the camera will actually, like, pan around uh, because they have these 3D environments to work in. Like, that's kind of neat, but would be more interesting, like, of its time, that being the first time Resident Evil kind of, like, unlocked itself from every single, like, dedicated camera angle. Um, I mean, you're, you're still... Evil. Unleashed. Oh, yeah. Resident Evil um, Unleashed with Byron Allen. Now you're talking. But he's voiced by Bill Houston. Sure. Just says, uh, Hey, Leon, Leon S. Kennedy, rookie cop, they tell me you love Ferris wheels. And then <laughs> Leon does his bit about Ferris wheels. Now, my favorite thing about Steve's, uh, voice acting is that you can tell he's extremely Canadian because he keeps saying sorry, sorry. weird. I do yeah. remember that. Yeah. God, hey, My favorite so... thing that Byron Allen has ever said is, for those who don't know, uh, Comics Unleashed with Byron Allen was like a 30-minute show that, as far as I know, only aired at like 3.30am 
Uh, and Byron Allen would host this thing with a bunch of comedians, and he would just very transparently set them up to do their bits to uh, no one's amusement. Uh, but the best one was when John Lovitz was on it, and Byron Allen goes, So, John, I hear you're getting older. <laughs> like that, that was his setup. <laughs> like, yep, most of us are. <laughs> Just gets John Lovitz to do his whole Banjo-Kazooie set. Yes. So John Lovitz, I heard uh, he did a VHS tape for Banjo-Kazooie. <laughs> Tell me about what it was like working with Gruntilda. I really wish I could get like a copy of that tape and just kind of keep it near enough to me that if I ever ran into John Lovitz, somehow I would be able to whip <laughs> it out and be like, can you sign this for me? Because like I got that close. To bring it all back to hackers, I got that close to doing that with Pin Gillette because I went to go see his show in Vegas and I knew that they shake hands with everybody after the show. And I kept thinking, like, I could bring my copy of Hackers with me and have him sign Hackers. And then I thought better of it because I was like, this would seem kind of like rude and weird. And maybe I, I should shake it. his hand and move on. Like, yeah, actually, like, now that I have gotten away from sort of the anxiety of, like, oh, I'm going to be able to shake the celebrity's hand, I don't want to make an ass out of myself. Like, I yeah, can't probably. believe that you would have anxiety about what someone you've never met would think about you. Like, that would be like deleting your Twitter account because you maybe thought <laughs> that somebody thought something <laughs> about you once because I made a joke. But that wouldn't. <laughs> no happen. one knows what you're talking about. <laughs> um. So, so the the way that this Resident Evil is structured too is a little bit different than the other ones because typically in those games you would just play your. So George like, sent. Your... Uh, wait, no, we're not. Oh, I shouldn't say it. We need to finish the. We we have other Resident Evils to talk about. No, I was just thinking maybe your real name was in that video. I don't remember. I think it is. No, I'm pretty sure it is. It might have just been your username. Okay, whatever. I think I used my real name. But, uh, so the way that this is structured is a little bit different in that you don't have, like, a, a Jill and a Chris scenario. This is uh, separated by two discs. The first disc you play through as Claire, and sometimes Steve, everybody's favorite character. And then the second disc, uh, Chris ends up coming onto the island, and you go through some of Claire's areas, but after the island's been destroyed, so the progression changes a bit. Chris uh, disc. The, yeah, Chris disc. Uh, the problem, though, is the game kind of craps the bed in the Chris disc. Um, the so the first part disc. with Claire is, is actually like a pretty solid, tight Resident Evil experience, and I like it a whole lot. You get over to the Chris disc... And they put you in a really boring area that everything kind of looks the same, and it's really easy to get twisted around and lost in it. And you do that for entirely too long, and then by the time you get out of there and you go over to the Antarctic base, you somewhat do the same thing, because that base also mostly looks the same, and it's easy to get lost in, and then the game's just sort of over. It just kind of ends. Yeah, weird. It's like multi-disc games kind of all suck and are way too long. Yeah. Like, it, you've got Metal it, Gear Solid and yeah. Abe's Exodus, and that's basically it as far as good multi-disc games. Well, I would even say with Metal Gear Solid, the second disc is where the whole, like, uh, temperature-sensitive yeah. card bullshit lives. It is, but still, like, the game overall is not that long, so 
Yes, yeah. It, the reason that is a multi-disc game is entirely because of how much audio is crammed into it. Yeah. Not game length. Well, uh, and also, there's a would... ton of duplicated data on there, so... Yeah. Uh, but but still, like, the worst part of that game does happen to live on the second disc. Sure. But, yeah, it, it, the, the, the biggest fault to, to Code Veronica is just sort of that it fizzles out. I would also say that, like, I generally really like Resident Evil games, so more of the same does not bother me. Uh, but for anybody else, I think that by the time you get to Code Veronica, it's just not doing enough to differentiate itself from the other games. It doesn't feel like enough of a step forward outside of graphically it looks better. Uh, it even removes stuff like the item crafting that you would find in Resident Evil 3, so mechanically it actually feels a bit regressive. Okay. Which is why, as they moved over to 4, they very much wanted to get away from that type of formula. Now, yes. Now that's a game. Yeah. Resident Evil 4 is great. Well, uh, we're going to talk about it a bit. Uh, did want to mention a, a few last things, though, about Code Veronica. What, like I said, Wesker is back in this. Uh, they actually added a bunch of stuff with Wesker in the Code Veronica version. Uh, Code Veronica X version. Uh, so as far as I'm concerned, that's the best one, because more Wesker is not a bad thing. Need some quality Wesk. Yeah. Well, until you get to Resident Evil 5, and then... Ah, uh, man, I hope you get to fight him in a volcano. That would so, be really cool. Uh, Resident Evil 4, we kind of had mentioned this This was part of the Capcom 5, which was these five games that Capcom uh, had made a deal to bring out exclusively to the GameCube. All great. I'm wondering. Yeah. Including the ones I'm that wondering. didn't come out. <laughs> Can you name all five oh, off the top of your dome? Uh, okay. Resident Evil 4. Beautiful Joe. Yep. PN03. Yep. Okami? Nope. Wait, no. That was oh, just because Okami came out on game. PlayStation 2 as well. Yeah. Uh, Iron Phoenix? Is that the cancelled one? Uh, Dead Phoenix. Dead Phoenix. Appropriate, because, yeah, cancelled. Dead. Yeah. Oh, what, what was the other one? Uh, see, this is the one that I thought you would get right away. It was Killer7. Oh, sure. Okay, yeah. yeah. Well, that also came out on PS2, so... I was thinking PNO3 would be the one that you did not remember. No, because when I said all great, I was originally going to say including PNO3. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, like a lot of these ended up coming out to other stuff eventually, but they, they were part of this exclusivity deal with uh, Nintendo. Uh, it is well known that there's multiple scrapped versions of Resident Evil 4. Um much like Devil May Cry, this is one of those games where they just kind of kept throwing themselves at it and it kept changing uh, significantly over time. So there's four different kind of known versions of Resident Evil 4 before the one that we actually got. Uh, there was one called the Fog version, which was about 40% done. Um, and I don't actually know much about that one. I think that that one's like not as talked about as the Hookman version. Yeah, uh, I remember seeing early. the trailer for the Hookman version in yeah. it was like one of the those Hook DVD man. compilation things I would get. Yes, a Hookman. It's both a hook and a man. Uh, 
yeah, the, they they put out a, a bunch of footage of the of the Hookman version, and I actually think that that would have kind of been interesting to get because um, like a lot of you talk about like the differences of of Silent Hill and Resident Evil. Silent Hill is all bottled up in the supernatural. Uh, a lot of what makes Silent Hill scary is the unknown. You you aren't exactly sure why these things are happening or why they're taking shape the way that they are. Resident Evil, on the other hand, everything is extensively cataloged. You know precisely how all these viruses and bullshit diseases and poisons work. And so Resident Evil's horror is mostly in body horror, uh, just making things look good and gross. Um, so I, I, I think it actually would have been interesting to see how Resident Evil would have handed something that was more uh, supernatural. Yeah. Uh, because, like... The the pitch for this still had like a little bit of that we're explaining everything sense in that like the reason Leon is like seeing ghosts and walking baby dolls and stuff like that is that he got uh he got the disease. There's some <laughs> disease that just makes you see shit like this. Got the ghost disease. Oh man, I don't want the ghost disease. No. Um But that like uh, he also <laughs> One of the things I like about this game that they've sort of like put out there as a throwaway comment was he would have had some sort of hidden power in his left hand. Mm-hmm. I don't think they've ever really explained what that hidden power would be, but I just like the idea of like Leon has supernatural powers also. That uh, was the devil bringer. Oh. That's where they got it. Uh, hmm. uh, so... Oh no, that that actually was the fog version, but like then a lot of it also did carry over in a, into like the Hookman version. Um, this also was like the first one where, because I think like the the fog version, if I remember right, still used like fixed perspectives and everything. Uh, but the Hookman one was where they gave uh, Leon like the over the shoulder view for shooting and like the laser sight and everything. Game which changer. Is, like the one thing that persisted over to four. They ripped off Win Back for the N64 and changed the genre. Mikami just looking over some programmer's shoulder and going, make it more like Win Back. Like, yeah, kind of. Win Back is maybe the single most influential game of the N64. He then takes a big sip of coffee directly into the programmer's ear. I mean, think about it. Okay, you've got the whole uh, laser aiming thing that Resident Evil 4 ripped off. You've got the concept of taking cover, which until then, games did not do. Uh, mm-hmm. You could also kind of point to Kill Switch on the PS2, which added blind firing. Uh, both of them highly influential on Gears of War and stuff. Uh, of course, then Resident Evil 4 with its over-the-shoulder stuff, then that also went into Gears of War and like Ghost Recon Advanced Warfighter, yeah. whatever. But I also think that, uh, like, yeah, I, I, so I know all that stuff, but I, I, I think that also Resident Evil 4 is often cited as the thing that made third-person shooters really popular. Like, that's where a lot of that stuff started taking no. off. Like, I'm not saying you're, I'm not saying you're wrong by any means. Max like, Payne. They definitely. Max but Payne didn't, did like, it. Max Payne didn't have it over the shoulder, did it? No, not over the shoulder, but it was a third-person shooter. But that's that, but so I let me walk that back a bit. I mean, like third-person shooters, where it's over the shoulder specifically. Oh, okay, sure, yeah, yeah. 
like Resident Evil 4 popularized that. Although, yeah, I I know that like Windbag is where it kind of crept that from. Well, so. not not the over the shoulder thing, but the really? no, it wasn't over the shoulder. It did uh, use um, the laser sight aiming method, though. Oh, okay. Well, still, either way, the thing that I do have committed to memory apparently is that it did popularize that. That we ended up getting a lot more games where there was a over the shoulder perspective. Right. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. I remember when Ghost Recon Advanced Warfighter came out. It was like, oh, this is like the first game to copy Resident Evil Four. Yeah, with the camera perspective. Yeah. Uh, there was a hallucination version uh, that I actually think sounds pretty interesting. Uh, only the story was devo- developed for it. Um, Leon would again infiltrate the Spencer Castle uh, from DMC. Also, the other two previous versions of Resident Evil 4 used the castle as well. Uh, but he would pair up with a woman who awakens within the castle, and then they would also be joined by a B.O.W. dog. Uh, B.O.W. being oh, Resident dog. Evil term for monster so basically they would have a zombie dog yeah bioorganic weapon um but i like the idea of leon with a zombie attack dog are the minions b-o-w's oh they're absolutely b-o-w's gru is a member of umbrella corporation yeah no he's he's the uh rival organization that westerner goes and works for gru wants the progenitor virus oh okay yeah but then, you know, Wesker really uh, goes off the reservation with that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Grew injecting a minion with the T-virus just to see what it does. <laughs> Mr. X, but it's just yellow. Has goggles on. Yeah, no, pushes... it's just a minion with, like, a leather jacket and a hat. Yep. And pushes up the <laughs> helicopter and goes, Banana! <laughs> now you're talking. This is the I Resident hate Evil this. One. <laughs> Someone please mod Resident Evil Two, so so it's a minion, please. That would be pretty good. They, they did that recently uh, with the Goose game. They they yeah. swapped the model out for a goose. I've been seeing a whole lot of um, memes and jokes about gooses lately because of Goose game, and it's kind of unfortunate that that game is. I would say maybe not deserving of all the credit it gets from memes. Nope. Not good. Yeah. I think it's fine, but also... Yeah. It it doesn't... It's not... They wanted, what, 20 bucks for that game? Yeah. Fuck, fuck off. Fuck yeah, out of here. That's not... No. That is not reasonable. No, it is not. That is something really... you would get for $5 from Xbox Live Arcade in 2009. That's something where realistically, if you're an insane person, you fuck around in it for about an hour and you're done. I mean, that's about how long it takes to beat, so yeah. Yeah. You sit down and you uh, commit and you finish it in an hour and you move on with your life. But but no, there's people who it's become a whole lifestyle for... Unfortunately. <sighs> yeah. So uh, that version of the game was scrapped early on because as they were kind of devising what it would be, they determined it's going to be too expensive. And then the final iteration before we got Resident Evil 4 uh, didn't make it past like a very primitive concept stage. Like they decided we're going back to zombies and then like they decided a little bit later, no, that that's just going back to the formula, which is what we want to get away from to begin with. Uh, 
And then we got the Resident Evil 4 that we all know and love. It's a very good game. Uh, talk about how Resident Evil Code Veronica does not do enough to push the series forward. Resident Evil 4 is like a complete teardown of what Resident Evil is and just completely building it back up into something new. That's right. You also, Resident Evil 4... Merchants. It what? You have merchants. No, that's right. One of the best, like probably the best video game merchant. I agree. Uh, it's like it's him and um that pig from uh Wonder Boy. Yeah, that pig's really good. I on the top three. If I had to add one more in there, I would uh, I would pick the little monster guy from Popful Mail that smokes the cigar. That guy, yes, and like calls you guns. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, the thing about Resident Evil Four jacket. is also that game is way too long. Yeah. So I've kind of thought about going back and replaying Resident Evil Four a few times now uh, within like just this last year, and the thing that's been stopping me is just the time commitment and the fact that similar to Code Veronica, I kind of remember that game fizzling out. Oh like yeah, like once you get to the castle, the rest of it is kind of just a slog. Yeah. Because that's the like thing, like, the, the, if you ask you're... anybody to name a part from Resident Evil 4, they would say, like, yeah, the village at the beginning with the the chainsaw guy comes out, or a uh, bit on the lake with the monster, and uh, all of this stuff. When that's maybe a quarter of the game? Yeah. Like you get to that no, castle, get to the and that's just weird little Napoleon castle. Bit. Yeah, Napoleon man, little Lord boy. Yeah, little Lord boy. Um, and yeah, and it's... he acts into your codec a bunch, and then like taunts you and everything. Yeah. Whatever happened to Hunnigan? Oh, that was like his uh, point of contact. Yeah. I don't know. I wonder if she's maybe showed up in like one of the movies or something like that. Like not the uh, live action ones, but the CG movies that they've done. Maybe. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, maybe like every other Resident Evil character, she gets infected with a virus at some point. That's a <laughs> fucking thing that just won't stop happening. That remember the first the time tra- that happened was, was three. Say, remember the trailer for Resident Evil Six? Where in the trailer, the president got infected with the T-virus. Uh, everybody was just like, President Evil! And then it yeah. turned out like that was the best thing about that entire game. Well, it was that and also the logo that people kind of drew into like a draft getting a blowjob or something. Cause... <laughs> and then they never changed it. They just left the logo alone. Man. But yeah, like Resident Evil 4, I remember the parts where you have to actually kind of like uh, escort Ashley around where the bits that were really rough and that started Oh, I see like... what you mean about the logo. Great. Now I'm always going to imagine that. You don't remember that? No, I don't. Oh my god. Yeah, no, that was a big thing. Was It looks like, I think they said it looks like Lisa Simpson getting a giraffe blowjob was specifically. <laughs> That's, well, okay, now now it's bad. Before it was yeah. just good fun. It's either a really tall Lisa Simpson or a really short giraffe, too, when you look at it that way. Yeah, I, I don't really get the Lisa part. Uh, maybe I'm misremembering. I actually have not looked at that logo in quite some time. I did not play Resident Evil 6 because 5, uh, I think, sold you and I off of the franchise. Uh, 5, yep. this big co-op-style game uh, that, that leaned even harder into the action over Resident Evil 4. 
Uh, you and I both played it together. Yes, that at game the time. is a fucking stinker. Yes, I described it as them trying to make an action game without bothering to change the controls from a survival horror game. Yep. Uh, because four, so it, it, four definitely had plenty of action in it, in it, but it wasn't to the extent that five was. Yeah. Four kind of tailored his action around those controls appropriately, whereas five really tried to go harder into just a standard action game and was like. The thing with four is that when you got rushed down by a mob, they, they weren't quite running at you the same yeah. way they do in five. Like, I was they still say, give like, you enough of a, of a breath. In four, they, they actually move pretty slowly. Like almost every yeah. enemy in that. They kind of just inch towards you while swinging their flails or whatever. Uh, in five, now these guys just charge straight at you. Yep. You know what my favorite part about five is? When you aim, you can't move around at all. Nope. Why would you want that? I don't know. My favorite part of Resident Evil 6, 5, 5 is uh, trading eggs. Yeah, so there was the whole, like, the shopping mechanic in that. Uh, for whatever reason, like, a rotten egg, I think it was, would sell for a tremendous amount of money. Yes, and gold so what... would too, but rotten was like the next step down from gold and i think at the time we didn't have any gold ones yeah but like the way that the egg trading worked was like you would keep passing an egg back and forth and then it would have a chance of going rotten as you passed it and so what we would do is we would just constantly chuck eggs at each other in this cycle like wasting a tremendous amount of time and then we would rack up a bunch of money with these rotten eggs and just buy the best weapons in the game. And then, like, sometimes, because the way those controls were laid out, like, we would accidentally eat the rotten egg in the process, <laughs> which would just make the character vomit. Yeah. And you had, like, this dedicated, like, nice job button. So, like, one of us would puke and the other would be like, yeah! Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it was passing it made rotten i think passing was just the method that it took to dupe it because one person had to quit and then rejoin the game or something i don't remember yeah i forgot that there was a a duping component which is what helped us uh yeah that that was the whole point of it um but also the the part is that's the best part of the game was (laughs) puking from eating rotten eggs and your friend is hitting the yes button like so it should be mentioned the whole reason you had to do that was because it was the money like you had an upgrade mechanic and n- under normal circumstances you don't get enough money to upgrade for two people yeah because they just put in enough like as if you were playing it by yourself also you can't play it by yourself because the ai is an idiot yeah so the fortunately i never did play uh the game single player i only played it with you same uh, but I had a friend uh, who also purchased the game, called me and complained about how miserable it was playing a single player. So I offered, I was like, hey, you know, I don't think this game's very good, but I like playing games with you. Why don't I, we'll hop on a Duco. Uh, and then the moment I tried to turn on my Xbox after that, it red ringed. Perfect. So I think even my Xbox decided that I had enough and it yeah. wasn't going to do this. <laughs> it, it was done. No uh, more. But yeah, Wesker is uh, the, the main villain of that game, and it's kind of unfortunate that the moment Wesker shows up is also about the point where the game also stops being fun. 
like that's where it really starts to get more aggressive with its enemy types and uh, that's the QTEs when the fault in the controls becomes a lot more apparent and like if you fail a QTE you just straight up die and have to restart yeah. usually from quite a while back yeah fortunately QTE is not as common as it used to be but yeah if you're going to have them if you fail one just take damage or something don't, don't yet another them. thing to blame on Shinmu yeah thanks Shinmu Shinmu Thanks. 3, coming soon? Next month, I think. Oh, no. <laughs> I'll believe it when I see it. Gollum's um, back. God, yeah, the, the end of that game, too. So there's this whole segment where you're, like, you're on this, uh... I'm not sure what kind of plane you would, like a cargo plane. You're You're flying out of there, and Wesker, like, manages to tear your plane out of the sky, and you fall towards a volcano, which just happens to be there, happens to also be active. And so I remember at the time, I was telling you, like, oh, man, I hope we get to fight Wesker in a volcano. Because, like, just conceptually, <laughs> that's awesome. It is. Fighting awesome. fucking Wesker in a volcano. Also, that was near the end of that game, though, so you should have known by that point this wouldn't end up good. This yeah. will not end well. Yeah, that whole boss fight, uh, not very fun. There's a whole mechanic to it where, like, you get separated from your partner and you have to, like, punch a boulder to get back over to Shiva. Yeah. Uh, I mean, look, at the time, I was just so irate with the game that I hated everything about this, but kind of reflecting back on it, uh, man tank Chris Redfield punching a boulder is kind of great. Yeah, that was funny. Yeah. That was dumb at the time, it's dumb now. I still, like, Resident Evil is full of dumb anime bullshit, but that's, like, peak. That is yeah. peak Resident Evil. They spiked there. Also, I liked Shiva, and she also has not shown up again, as far as I know. Yeah. Didn't she also get infected with the virus in that game? I don't Leon know. Leon gets infected in 4. Sure. Everyone's <sighs> infected all the time. Everyone, yeah. All the food is poison. I mean, the whole thing with Jill in that game was she was infected and she was all brainwashed and, like, wore that skin-tight outfit and mm. did gymnastics a lot. Yeah, she had the boob gym. Yeah, yeah, you gotta sit on her and rip the boob gym out. Yep. That's the thing yeah. that happens. You, t you know, you just, uh, you grab the boob gym and then your friend comes back to their senses. It makes perfect sense. Got uh, power, space, time, mind, boob. That's, that's right. The hidden infinity gem. You put it on the palm. <laughs> <laughs> you know what they say, more than a palmful. Anyway, what happened in Resident Evil 6? Thanos destroyed all the gems except for the boob gem. I mean, look. <laughs> it's really boring living on a planet by yourself. You gotta make your own fun. What happened in Resident Evil uh, 6? Tell me. I'm sure you Resident did. Evil 6, I played the, the demo and was like, boy, this game fucking sucks. And then I didn't play <laughs> any of the rest of it. Although, like, at one point in time, my mom sends me this text message and she's like, did you leave a PlayStation game over at her house? And I'm just like, I don't think that I did. Uh, she's like, it's a Resident Evil game. I was like, maybe I did. Can you send me a picture? And it's Resident Evil 6. And I immediately knew, no, nope, that's not my fucking game. <laughs> I don't know who you had over with Resident Evil 6, but it was not me. I appreciate that whoever it is also did not care and just left it there. Yeah. That's right. Here you go, old lady. Keep this. 
I didn't I even mean, like I could have been like, oh, save it for me and I'll uh, I'll just take it off your hands the next time I'm there. Didn't even do that. Don't care. I do have Throw it Resident in the trash. Evil 6, but uh yeah. never played it. There was a time where my stepdad stole a video game from Walmart unintentionally. <laughs> what one? I can't exactly remember. There was this whole thing of just like they bought a PlayStation 3 for some reason. They they don't play video games. Uh, and like he bought a game for it and he didn't like it and he went to take it back. He didn't put the disc back in the case and Walmart <laughs> just accepted it and issued a refund. They didn't open it up. Great. And then he immediately bought another game with that money. Okay. So I don't know. Yeah. It, Whatever. Walmart can take it. Yeah. Oh, they'll they'll take it up to the point where you commit a felony and then they nail your ass to the wall. I don't know if you know that. No, I didn't. Uh, Walmart and Target work with like security firms that have access to like facial recognition software that is on par with what like police departments use. And so what they'll do is you can pretty much go into a Target and a Walmart and steal so long as it's a misdemeanor. But until you steal enough for it to be a felony. Then they know exactly who you are every time you've been in the store, every single thing that you've stolen. They've got pictures of you, and they will light your life on fire. All I know is when I'm at the self-checkout at Walmart, they have that monitor there, and I can see the top of my bald head on it. <laughs> that doesn't make me feel good. I'm so sorry. Eh, you know, it happens. Ugh. Uh, yeah, no, I, I have uh, very little familiarity with uh, 6. I know that they divided it into, like, these three different gameplay styles, and none of them seemed good. In fact, like, part of what sold me off of it was just this idea that they did not seem to have one kind of unified vision for what that game should be. They were just throwing everything at the wall and hoping it stick. The main thing is you have to play through each of the campaigns yeah. in order to actually finish it. It's what? It's Leon, Chris, Jake? And Wesker's kid. Jake Wesker. Yeah, and something then also like that. Ada. And then I. Hmm? Also, Ada. Yeah, she was like the final one you unlocked if you beat the other ones, I think. It was like a Sonic Adventure kind of thing of like beat yep. everybody's campaign and then you get the final story. Suck then uh, and suck now. And by now, I mean when Resident yeah. Evil 6 came out. Uh, but then 7, uh, it has been another one of those big reinventions of, of Resident Evil. In the interim, they had those, like, Revelation games, which were okay for what they were. They they dipped their toes in survival horror by making ammo a bit more scarce, and they had, like, some puzzles, but nowhere near the quantity of, like, a, you know, Resident Evil 2 or a Code Veronica. Yeah. Um, but 7, like... It, full-throatedly went back to that uh like that game also divided itself uh between sort of different um it'd be too far to say different gameplay styles but that that game kind of segments itself into like in the first section you're chased around by uh uncle jack i think his name is and the second section is kind of like a more scripted walk around through this like uh house and then you have one where you're like disarming traps and stuff like that so it keeps it keeps the gameplay pretty fresh as it moves along. Uh, sure I like Uncle Seven Jack. a whole lot. Uh, I think the first person perspective is kind of interesting too, because at okay. that time it sort of seemed like they were a cribbin off of PT. Thanks but then you also like consider me. that ri originally Resident Evil was supposed to be like a first person game. It's sort of like 
maybe this is closer to what that vision was going to be at one point in time. Hello, can you hear me? I can hear you now. Were you saying stuff? Yes. Are you sure his name oh. is Uncle Jack? Uh, Grandpa Jack? Daddy Jack? Oh. Okay. Big Jack. Well, Uncle Jack was the Nazi guy from the end of Breaking Bad. Oh. Well, maybe I'm getting them turned around. I actually don't remember his name because I think that they refer to him as Daddy for a lot of it. And Ooh. I just feel weird saying the word. Yeah. Because I'm a grown man. Okay. Anyway, go on. Never mind me uh, yelling about how you're ignoring me. Your mic, but I didn't hear you. I'm sorry. It's fine. I think your mic like turned off or something. Fine. I think it's just uh, this thing being weird. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, I really like Resident Evil uh, Seven, and I, I kind of hope that if they they continue to, uh, you know, Resident Evil Eight, I'm sure will be a thing. Uh, only a matter of time. I hope that they continue to kind of explore that uh, first person perspective. It is strange I, they haven't there's... said anything about it. Yeah. Uh, they they got that new game coming out, but that seems to actually be some sort of like uh, multiplayer focused thing. Oh, the mastermind one, or one person yeah. like, gets to place the and I think that's and stuff like in third person. I think that's already been like confirmed. Yeah, yeah, it is. That that seems interesting. It does. I, I'm looking forward to that and seeing more about that. Uh, Here's hoping I hope it's, it's better than the last like online version of Resident Evil they did. What was yeah. that? Like Umbrella, Umbrella something? Core. Umbrella Core. And before that, there was Operation Raccoon City. There are two mm. of them, I think. Uh, yeah, those were all bad. So yeah, I hope it's not the same team making this one. Yeah, like I'm interested in it because I kind of think that where Resident Evil at is is at right now is i think they care more about the overall quality than they did uh not even that long ago um but yeah the rest of those games of a similar type are not good maybe they were just waiting for the movies to be done <laughs> sure like now that mila jovovich isn't messing up our franchise anymore <laughs> we can yeah. really go whole hog no longer contractually bound to have her take her top off every movie. Well, that's the only good part. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I am very curious to see what they end doing with eight because it kind of seems that the way they've um divided the franchise so far is like every three games it ends up changing very drastically. Like those first three is very much this is the survival horror era. Second three is like this is the action era and. I'm assuming the way that this will be is like this is more the first person, more immersive era. Uh, looking because that also have like a VR uh, component to it. Yeah, I'm looking forward I've to the attitude it. era of Resident Evil. Yes, I'm sure that's look. Leon nine, S. 10, Kennedy. 11, so I think twelve is is when we get to the attitude era. Yeah, Leon S. Kennedy comes out on a motorcycle. Vince McMahon chases you through a mansion, but he's just doing that fucking walk of his all over the place. He just bursts through a wall like that. Sure, why not? <laughs> now that's survival horror. Shane McMahon mutating horribly. <laughs> no, Shane McMahon jumps off the steel cage and just, like, dies. He gets really sweaty and it makes the environment slippery so like you can't run around and that's what makes the encounter tense because he's got more mobility over you. 
the uh, the tyrant enemy is Triple H because he can't lose. He has to go over, brother. Yeah, no, sure. He's even got a sledgehammer and everything. <laughs> yeah, he's the cerebral assassin. Yeah. Ric Flair is your point of contact. He is perpetually drunk. And Ric Flair was on TV a couple weeks ago. And, uh... Oh, no. He... <laughs> is he doing all right? No. No, mm. he is not. Poor Ric Flair. I shouldn't be laughing about it, but... I don't know why they let him on TV. Yeah. He came out very obviously drunk and at one point yelled, We're going to Saudi! <laughs> so... Just yell it like he's saying that we're going to go to McDonald's or something? Yeah, basically. Oh, great. Man. Uh... The Nature Boy. Yeah, the, the Resident Evil franchise. Very storied uh, franchise. Uh, very innovative. Uh, very influential. Uh, also very bad in some places. Uh, I kind of didn't mention this, uh, but I wanted to get into it really quick before we uh, we call it an episode. Uh, I had mentioned in the previous episode, Resident Evil 2 is what laid the foundations of the lore kind of like fanning out and getting kind of crazy uh just setting up all this stuff of just like ooh, umbrella was doing all this other stuff and we're not answering everything about it because we're going to touch on this in future games i think code veronica is the one where it got straight up fucking dumb with it though because like you had alfred who is also his own sister like he dresses he cross dresses as his sister and he has that really really weird laugh and everything and then there's this whole thing about like his sister's in a tank and, like, she'll awaken on, like, a chosen day and turn into, like, a fucking queen bee monster or some shit. And then, like, what? yeah, the stuff with, like, Wesker, he's in this other organization. He has cat eyes now. Like, Code Veronica's work got fucking stupid. Was that where he got the weird eyes? Yeah. I didn't uh, know Because it was that, that he... Because uh, he survived after the mansion, I think, that he got some of the T-virus in him. But he's, like, genetically engineered. So it also, like, had a different reaction in him. And then he got the cat eyes, because there's a bit where, like, Chris punches his sunglasses off, and he looks over, and he's got Oh, right. I do remember that. Yeah. But, like, okay. that... Code Veronica, though, specifically, just the, the stuff about, like, Alfred cross-dressing, there's a, a point where Claire just says, oh, God, what a cross-dressing freak? Can't say that anymore. <laughs> Does not Please, Claire. not aged well. This Resident Evil. All that stuff I don't remember at all. I I do remember now. You mentioned the bit where his sunglasses get punched off, but the rest, like the killer bee thing and all that. Right. Okay. Yeah, there there's this like recurring imagery of uh, it's actually not a, a queen bee. It's a, a queen ant. Uh, my bad. Um, okay. Because the the whole the whole thing is sort of like ha the way that ant colonies work or something how like the the queen ant is superior being and without her the entire colony uh gets into like the ashford family kind of views themselves as wanting to be the queen ant they they think they're themselves so much more superior than humans uh so the way they've kind of structured the whole base is like an ant colony um which again really really dumb uh, in a way that, like, none of the Resident Evil games prior to this really was. But then, like, that level of dumb just kind of persisted through the rest of the games from that point on. Sure. 
like two the, the weirdest part about two is just oh they turned a museum into a police station and then like by the time you get to four it's like a uh, little napoleon has a castle and it's guarded by ogres uh-huh he has that one the one monster that just like puts on a robe and stands next to him yeah and he gets like he gets like long too, right? Like the Lord Sattler guy, like he takes off his jacket and like his torso just stretches out. Yeah, yeah. Then you yeah. shoot a rocket at him. Yeah. Look, I, his midsection is uh not very durable. <laughs> Tends to happen when you just elongate yourself. But yeah, it, that's uh, I I think the thing that is maybe the most remarkable to me about Code Veronica is just that it, that's really the jumping point for the craziness uh similar to how two is the jumping point for uh there's a lot of lore here um this is not related to anything but you would find it amusing uh in the last issue i read of event leviathan the dc comics mystery book by brian michael bendis last page reveal is there's a second team of detectives working on this case now what detectives would you say from DC Comics should be there. Uh Batman, obviously. Well he's That's in the main team. Gimme. Main team I guess I should say main team is Batman, Lois Lane, uh the question, Plastic Man, Green Arrow. I think that's it. So the, so it's not characters in the main team, this is a side team of detectives. Yes. So I would say Oh shit, the question would have been the other one that I would have went with. Um, Constantine? Yep, he's there. Okay. Uh, Jim Gordon? No. Mm, I mean, he's... Jim Look, Gordon I know he's a commissioner, in... but Jim Gordon, he can do detective work. Jim Gordon is currently no, infected fell. by uh, Batman Who Laughs Juice. Oh. He got the juice? Oh, he got infected? Yeah. Just like all the... Everyone gets infected in DC, just like Resident Evil. Uh, They literally have an event right now called The Infected, which is about all the ones infected by Batman Who Laughs. Uh, God, um, other detective characters, shit. Uh, Well, I'll I'll just tell you so we don't waste time on this. There's Elongated Man, which was the reason I thought of this. Say, Say that again? Elongated Man. You okay. Know, Ralph Dibney. Anyway. Look, a long man can wrap himself around a mystery, so that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, Zatanna is there. Oh, okay. Renee Montoya. The other question. Sure. Um, and, like, yeah, John Constantine. Tyne. God, it's, I hate when I do that. But everything calls him Constantine, and it's. Yeah, I've also just been conditioned to say Constantine at this point. Uh, But right in the middle of this group, Harvey Bullock. Oh, he's a really good detective. (laughs) I just love the image of John Constantine and Zatanna and then Harvey Bullock right there in between them. Does he still look like really schlubby? Yes. Great, perfect. I didn't know if this was like at a point where like Harvey Bullock like... Oh, they made him above Harvey Bullock, who like got in more control over his no, life. No, he's the same old Harvey. Great, that's perfect. Never change Harvey Bullock. Yes. 
All right. Um, That's been Comics Corner. So I know that you've, uh, it's been a very long time since you played Code Veronica. I don't know that you necessarily, uh, would you recommend it? Would you? Nah. No. Nah, I'd only recommend anything. it to uh, people who are are just as in love with Resident Evil as I am. I think that it's only worthwhile if you really enjoy those games. Otherwise, totally pass on this one. Um, uh, rest of the Resident Evil franchise, though, because we, we kind of touched on a bunch of other games. Is there any one game out of the rest of those that you would uh, recommend? Four. I would say seven. I, I think that seven is consistently good, whereas four kind of fizzles out. I haven't played seven, so I don't know. Seems too spooky for me. Uh, yeah, it 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 might be. I know you don't like jump scares, and there is a there is a fair deal of those. Yeah. Yeah. All right, that now Spooktober is actually over. It's it's Hooray. done for real this time. For real. Yeah, unlike that fake ass ending that we did last week, because uh, I don't count weeks so good. I thought the show came out on a Friday. <laughs> Sad was on Thursdays. This is on Thursdays. Yeah, no, I, I have zero reason to think that it's on Friday, but for some reason I did. Uh, so oops uh, that won't happen again because now I know better Uh, but next week we'll talk about uh, some video games that are not related to horror at all and uh, we'll give it a good long break and we'll come back to horror probably next year Uh, so until then goodbye dinosaurs eating up memory. Uh, what do I do? Type cookie, you idiot. I'll head him off at the past. We have a zero bug attacking all login and overlay files. Run antivirus. Give me a systems display. Now we've lost that 226. Nope, it's at 1040. Die, dickweeds. <laughs> a rabbit is in the administration system. Send a flu shot. Rabbit! Blue shot, someone talk to me. A rabbit uh, replicates till it overloads a file, then it spreads like cancer. Cancer? 